0: She's the reason I started podcasting. She's a teacher who showed me the way in the online course world. She's now a dear friend, and she is the only gold digger guest to make three, yes, three appearances on this show. My girl and one of my sweetest friends, Amy Porterfield, is backed by popular demand for a two-part interview, breaking down the thing that she teaches best, digital courses. Is a digital course on your heart, but you're not even sure if you're ready for it? Or maybe you're new to the idea altogether. You've heard me talk about my courses and you're kind of familiar with digital education and what's out there, but you've never actually taken a full step back to look at your own life and genius to consider, hey, maybe I could do that too. Trust me, I know the mindset. I know that feeling of curiosity and fear. Before I even launched my email list, my inner dialogue, it sounded a lot like yours. In fact, in this episode, I'm revealing what my first launch really looked like before I knew Amy, and I'm also sharing the five programs that I could have created while I was still in my windowless office in corporate America before I even had a business. I mean, it can all feel confusing, but you know who walked me through it? today's guest, Amy Porterfield. And in this episode, part one of two, we will help you discover all of the reasons why you're ready for a digital course. Get ready to challenge those mindset blocks. Let's do this. Oh, real quick, and before we dive on in, Amy is hosting a super special training that you can join to learn all about the three behind-the-scenes secrets to digital course success. How to build, launch, and grow a thriving digital course business without having to hire a big team, without the constant overwhelm or the momentum-crushing question, what the heck do I do next? I am sending all of my people over there because what she's teaching changed my life and business trajectory forever. So head to learnfromamy.com. Save a seat next to mine. I would never back this training unless I totally believed in it. And I'm kind of her biggest success story, if I do say so myself. I sincerely want to flood her training with the Jenna Kutcher fam so we can all learn from my mentor, my guru together. Again, that's learnfromamy.com. I'll see you inside of the training.
1: you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher.
0: Okay, Amy, you are no stranger to the Gold Digger podcast. You are the only guest that we've had on multiple times. And now it's like multiplying time. So (laughs) welcome to the show. I feel extra special. So thank Uh, you. Well, you should feel extra special because you kind of are. (laughs) Okay, so I kind of want to hit some of the objections because we've been talking about online courses so much on my podcast. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that there are still listeners here thinking, could I really create a course? And so I want to just dive on in and say, can anyone create a course? Like, do you have to be the expert of all experts? Because if I know my listeners, they're just like me. And I'm the one being like, am I really an expert at anything? So help me out here. I love that you know your listeners
2: so well because I'm sure that's exactly what so many are thinking. So the short answer is yes. Anyone can be a course creator as long as you've gotten results for yourself or someone else, such as a client or a customer, and you can teach how to get those results in a course. Now, as for being an expert, the beauty of an online course is that you just need to be a few steps ahead of those that you are serving and teaching because they want to know how you got those results and they want you to teach them. So let me give you a perfect example of one of my students. Cool? Yes, please. Okay. Her name is Katrina Ubell and Katrina was a practicing physician for 10 years. That was her job. So she got to a point that she was just completely burnt out. So she had gained 50 pounds over time because of all the late nights she was working. She was grabbing food on the fly. She had non-existent hours to work out. So she was busy and burned out and she had gained 50 pounds. So she decided she wanted to feel better and get more energy. She went on a mission to lose the extra weight and she lost 50 pounds by just following her own regimen that she created for herself. But here's the deal. Something interesting happened. She started to have women at work say, how did you do it? Katrina, how did you lose this 50 pounds? We have crazy schedules. We work so much. You know, the kind of work that all of us do. How did you lose this? So she realized these women wanted to know, and she started to do some one-on-one coaching Coaching with them. But then she thought, you know what? I am only one person. I want to instead do one on one coaching. I want to create a course. Now, she created a course to help other busy female physicians lose weight. She didn't create a course to help everyone and their mother lose weight, but the women she knew well because she was one of them. And so she created this course. And here's my favorite thing why I wanted to bring up Katrina. If you ask her, she'll say, I knew nothing about creating an online business. I was a physician. I didn't know this world. And she said, I sure as heck didn't know anything about creating courses. So it took her a while to kind of to figure this out. But then when she did, she was off to the races. She created her first course and her first launch was two hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Yes. For a very specific niche and a very specific plan that she put together and got her own results. She wasn't an expert. She was an expert in her results. And so from there, she launched again. Same kind of results. Once you learn how to make money with courses, once you could do it over and over again. So I bring up this because Katrina was her own transformation. And with little knowledge of online business, she was able to create this course. She since quit her job as a practicing physician and has her own online business.
0: That's crazy. I love that you gave that example because as you were starting it, I was like, oh, red flag, red flag, like she's going to teach everyone and that doesn't feel attainable. But look at what she did. She was like in the a hyper niche market. I always hear like the riches are in the niches. Because it's like you're able to speak to your people so well, which is exactly what the goal of this is. I think that's so awesome. And I I love that example. So cool. I want to like follow this girl. I know she's great. I love her. (laughs) Okay. So one question I have, and I think this is, I want to hear your take on this because I'm curious what you think. Is for people that are starting out, like can they start their business with a course or do they have to have a business focused on something else before they try to teach? Because I feel like this is a huge objection that people hit and they're like, oh, this sounds amazing. I want to start this business. But would you start with it?
2: Okay, so I love this question. When I first started teaching courses, I used to say, you know what, you should create your business and maybe do coaching or consulting or a service-based business and then move into courses. This was years and years ago. But then when I started to teach people how to create courses, I started watching my students and where they were coming from and what their backgrounds looked like. And many of them started with a digital course. Because they had this transformation or they had this knowledge they could share, they got clear on who they wanted to serve. And they created their course because again, you don't have to be an expert. You just need to be a few steps ahead of those you serve. So you definitely can start with a course. Now I know I'm full of stories, but can I tell you one of my very favorite ones? Okay. I've got another really good one. All right. So This is a story about Amanda Ferguson. And Amanda grew up really, really poor. Like for eight days in a row, they would eat cornbread and that's all they had in their house. So this is legit. Her family struggled. And at eight years old, her mom gave her this book about etiquette. And inside the book, it said something like, if you know the rules of etiquette, you can go anywhere and do anything in life. And as an eight-year-old, she read this and she thought, sold, bring it on. So what she did is she started to build a business by going live every single day on Periscope back in the day. And then after Periscope wasn't a thing, she moved on to Facebook and she called it like Girl Talk with Amanda, where she'd talk about etiquette and the things she learned from the book. And over time, she did more research. So she started To kind of know her way around etiquette and what that looked like to teach. So, just this year, so I want to be clear, just this year, she started a podcast and she became a certified etiquette coach. She did this while she was pregnant and while she was a full time flight attendant. Okay. And her goal was to actually travel to people and coach them on etiquette. So that's what she wanted to do. But when she had a baby, her little boy really struggled with taking a bottle. So she couldn't travel. And her husband said, well, instead of going to them, why don't you bring them to you online? So without doing coaching and consulting, without having this business, she decided to create a course. So she created her first course to help other women learn what it means to master etiquette. And I thought when I heard this topic I thought that is not a topic that's going to be a big money maker. That's a different type of topic. Here I am having these limited beliefs. And so she said, "Listen, I was determined because I was making $17,000 a year as a flight attendant. That wasn't going to cut it. I didn't want the life that I had as a kid. I didn't want my baby to have this life." She created her course. First launch, she made $24,000. Second launch, Third launch, $100,000 teaching women about etiquette.
0: That's amazing. As you were saying that, I was like thinking about all of the programs that I've ever taken or programs I've looked for. Just the other day, Drew and I were driving home. We just did like a little road trip in Minnesota and we took an online sleep course for babies. Like we took the entire course while he was driving us home. And it's just amazing because it's like, nowadays I want to learn things fast and from people that have gone before me. And it was just, it was such an eye opener of like the movement of the way that people are learning. I think a lot of people think like this online bubble is going to burst, but in my opinion, it's only getting bigger. Like look at all the universities shifting to online education and courses, because this is the way that people are going. I love that she did that. I kind of want to take her etiquette course because the other night (laughs) I was at dinner and I was like, which one is my bread? Which one is my drink? I need it. (laughs) I
2: need it bad too. I hear you girl.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So I love qualifiers. And I think a lot of times people that listen to podcasts, myself included, I want to know, like, am I in the right place? Like, is this really for me? Because there's all of these voices in our heads telling us why it's not. So what are three main questions that people can ask themselves to qualify their readiness to determine if they're ready to create a digital program? Okay, this is a good question
2: because you really want to to make sure that you're ready to jump in. So number one, do I have a few ideas for a digital course? So you want to make sure you come to the table with a few ideas. Now, most people have thought about one or two things that they could possibly do. But if you don't have any ideas, Jenna asked me to come to the table with a few that I'll share a little bit later. A few ideas to help you with a really great, profitable digital course idea. So we'll jump to that in a bit if you don't. However, that is one thing that you want to think about. What might I create? Now, number two is, do I know who I would love to serve? So think of Katrina. She wanted to help busy female physicians because she knew them. She was them just 50 pounds ago. She knew what they were feeling, thinking, and what they needed. So who do you want to serve? I want you to put some thought to that for sure. You don't want to serve everybody because you end up serving nobody. So that's really important. And then number three, Am I willing to do the work? Now, we are going to talk about a little bit later how to create a mini digital course so you can get started quickly. But you do need to block some time and say, you know what? I'm going to dedicate the time here because it's worth it. And I know I could create one thing and just like Amanda, launch it over and over and over again. So you want to keep that in mind that you are, you have to be willing to do the work. Mm,
0: So good. Okay. I have a funny question for you, but I, I know you can answer this. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I was thinking, okay, if this was Jenna eight years ago, and I was still in that windowless office at corporate America, what kind of courses could I have created? Cause I, I think sometimes for us, like, you know, we've done million dollar launches, but to re- go back and remember and be like, before I had all of this knowledge and expertise. And I just thought of, Five different courses that I could have created. Do you okay. want to? That you makes to hear me so happy. Yes, I need to know them now. Okay. I cannot even imagine you a corporate. For no. the record, okay, I know. Same. I was constantly told that I, I needed to look nicer, and I was like, "I'm not going to invest in red and khaki clothes." No, uh, whatever. That's another story. for now, but, um, Anyways, okay, so here are the five courses that I could have created. So one, how to prepare for a job interview, because at the time I was in HR and I saw all of the craziest interviews known to man. So I I could have given people just ideas and ways to prepare for a job interview to land a job. Number two, I was training for a marathon at the time. So Drew and I were training for our first full marathon. We were both working like 50 hours a week. And so we were cramming in training when we could. So I could have made a course or a program on how to train for a marathon. That would have been awesome. Number three, I was planning my wedding at the time and we were on a budget. Like our entire wedding cost $12,000. We had 200 guests and we served pizza. And so I could have <laughs> created a program on different ways that you could save on your wedding while still having an amazing and beautiful event. Number four, I had just rescued a puppy and we had to learn a ton about like her past behaviors and how to make her feel comfortable and create boundaries and routines and things like that. And so I could have made a course about that. And then lastly, we were combining our lives because we were moving in together and we were really struggling with organization. And so Drew, who is very OCD in his tendencies, was super organized. He was like the Marie Kondo of 2011 and so we probably (laughs) could have made a program about how to organize your life when you move I mean like those are just like totally off the top of my head. But think about it. Like there are audiences for all of those things. There are. And here's what I love. Okay. First
2: of all, that was impressive (laughs) just for the record. And also what I love about this is let's say Jenna came up with those five ideas and maybe you can sit there and come up with your five ideas as well. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to lay it all out just yet. I start a course and I don't know all the details just yet, but once you sit down and you start fleshing it out and do a little research, it comes together. So don't, When I worked at Tony Robbins, one of the things he used to say all the time was, don't go for the how right away. Let's just first think of the be creative, and then we'll move into that. So these ideas are awesome.
0: (laughs) I mean, you could literally make a course about anything. I just want people to see that because... All of those ideas would save you time or frustration or make you money or bring you joy. And so it's like you don't I think a lot of people get stuck on the courses because they see courses like the ones that you and I create. And it's actually fairly easy to sell something when there's a monetary gain for the participant if they follow through on it. Right. But I think a lot of people get stuck because they're like, well, I don't know how to teach other people to make money, but. I look at all the courses I've taken in my life or the the online education that I've paid for and it's essentially to move faster or to bring joy or to save time in my life. So I just wanted to interject my crazy list of five things that I could have taught about. <laughs> you just
2: reminded me of something when you said to bring joy. So you are so right that don't let that limited belief of I need to teach people how to build a business or make money for it to really work. One of my students created a course on how to create Caramel Candy Apples. $60,000 $60,000 course launch. What? <laughs> I <laughs> not a <hundred> car more. <laughs> 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 So wow. she just she's really good in that area. She knows her stuff and so she taught it. So I want people to just be flooded with the possibility
0: of what you can do with a digital course. Mm, that's so cool. Okay. So this is a huge objection and it's one that I think my mind can trick me into believing at times. Now I know my audience has seen a ton of courses. And one of the questions they're going to ask is, aren't there too many courses out there? Hasn't it already been done? What about the crappy courses? Like, What if everyone starts teaching and then the industry is flooded? What would you say to that? Okay,
2: I love this question. And I want to give you two points about this. Number one, yes, yes, and yes, there are many, many digital courses out there. And you alluded to this earlier. The reason for that is because they work. So traditional learning is literally going away. And digital courses give you ease of use. You can go at your own pace. You never have to leave your house. You can go on a road trip and listen to the entire course if you want. I mean, there's so many perks. So, first, I want you to think, oh, this is on the rise. This is becoming even bigger and better. And this is the time for me to jump in. So one, I want you to get excited about that. I wouldn't teach this stuff if I didn't know, really see, if I couldn't predict, look, this is even getting bigger. So number one, it's where learning is going. Number two, if you think, yeah, but Amy, I want to create this course on XYZ and it's already been done before. Imagine if Jenna and I thought that. Yeah. Funny enough, (laughs) Jenna and I both have a course on list building. Yes. We both have made millions with our individual courses. So I want to point out that people want to learn from you. So when you learn from Jenna, all the things you learn about social media, especially Instagram. She is Jenna, you were teaching people how to put themselves out there, how to find their audience, how to grow their audience. You're teaching authenticity and vulnerability in a way that people will only buy from you. Yep. If they have a choice between your course and somebody else's, they're your best friend or they feel like they are. They're from you. So everything that you're doing is why people choose your courses over somebody else. We
0: are in a very saturated market. So if we can do it, our listeners can do it. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I tell people about that all the time. I'm like, Amy is one of my best friends. And it's so funny because it could have gone a totally different direction. And what's so interesting is we've always cheered each other on because the way that we approach things while the principles are similar and the end result is hopefully similar, Our methods are different and the way that we approach it is different and our voice is different and the steps that we take are different. And it's amazing because neither of us are hurting and we're both serving people in a unique way where people that buy my program probably wouldn't buy Amy's and vice versa, which I love yeah, me too. I am a huge, huge
2: advocate of put blinders on, run your own race and do your own thing. Yeah. And I'm not perfect at that. Sometimes I take those blinders off and start peeking <laughs> and then start feeling less than. So I put them back on. But if you just stay in your lane yeah. and do your thing, nobody else can do it
0: like you. Yeah. Nobody. I remember in the mastermind that I was in, I think five of us had programs about Instagram, but it was like <laughs> so cool because all of our approaches were so different and and it was like it was just it was really cool because I'm like, it we're is. all doing great and we all serve such different people. And I think that's amazing. So fun. OK, so I want to ask you a question because it's really easy to say, well, this could work for everyone. But the truth is, is that there are some reasons that people shouldn't look into digital courses as a next step. So give me three reasons like why you shouldn't go into course creation and kind of explain to me who courses are not for, because sometimes it's easy to hear like, well, everyone could do that. But there are some people that it might not be the next best step. Okay, so
2: who are courses not for? Number one, if you, okay, I'm going to answer this in two ways. Okay. If you have no idea who you want to serve and And if you don't know who your audience is, so you haven't started to build an audience, I would spend a little time there before you start entertaining the idea of a digital course. So you could do them at the same time. Someone just recently asked me, Amy, could I build a podcast to attract an audience while I'm creating my course? By all means, yes. You could do that at the same time. But you do want to start building your audience. People often ask me, how big does my email list need to be before I launch a course? I always tell my students, if you have an email list of 200, 150 people or more, I can help you grow that list as you create your course, just get the foundation set. And you can start building your email list as you start talking about your course online. So you just want to get the ball rolling there. So number one, if you don't know who you want to serve at all, if you have no idea, let's get a little clarity around that. And then you can move into digital courses. Number two, if you do not want to do the work, if you literally are looking for a quick way to make lots of money and you don't want to spend time diving into this and making it great, just don't do it. Now, Jenna created a digital course in seven days. So we know that I've never done that for the record, that <laughs> Jenna and I have so different styles with that. She can just whip it out. But with that, she's a perfect example of you can do this quickly, but it's also work. It's not like it was; it's just a... Uh, You clap your hands and it's done. So you got to be willing to do the work and you want to know who you're serving. So those two things and you're not looking for a get rich quick overnight kind of thing.
0: Can I tell you a story? Because what you just said, it brought up my first launch ever. Yeah, I want to hear. So it was before I was introduced to you and I had an email list of probably 250 people. So when you said that, I was like, bingo. And I launched my first course. And the best part was, is that it was literally only voice recordings. Like I sat in my bed and I held this little handheld mic and I recorded my voice and I was teaching and <laughs> I sold the program for twenty five hundred dollars. And I only Jenna, only Jenna. And I, (laughs) but I offered three one on one coaching calls as a part of the course, and I made $52,000 on my first launch. And I really wasn't established as a as an educator at the time, I didn't have a podcast, I didn't have courses, I didn't have a business side of my of my business. And so I was just a wedding photographer who had done really well and wanted to teach other people. And so it is kind of crazy to look back because it was all piecemeal together. But because I knew my audience and the women that were burnt out that wanted to make more money, but they weren't sure the steps they needed to take. Like, All 25 of those girls made it through the entire program. And I talked on the phone an awful lot. If you add up three coaching calls for 25 people, it was a lot of time spent on the phone with people. But that started my entire course creation thing with like zero ground zero, like That was where I was. Kind of nuts, huh? This is what
2: kind of nuts for sure. And two things I love about that. One, you charged a premium price, which (laughs) I love. I'm a huge program (laughs) that expensive anymore. (laughs) It's really impressive. Number two, you did something that most people won't do. You added one on one coaching. And I tell my students this if you're just starting out and you can figure out the bandwidth, you offering your time will do two things. One, more people will be likely to buy if they get one on one time with you. And number two, I bet you learned so so much about your ideal customer getting on those calls. Yep.
0: And it helped me right? to figure out what kind of courses I wanted to create down the road and yes. how to eliminate the need for me to be one on one. So it was honestly like a beautiful mistake in a sense, because through all those conversations, I got to listen to the pain points and understand the real needs. But then I also got to set myself up for success. The next time I went to launch something and to really build out a course that didn't Require that one on one hand holding that could then be done in a group setting. So it's kind of amazing to look at the evolution of that because I literally did have a list of probably 250 people. um, And that was where I started. Kind of crazy. So good. So good. (laughs) Okay. So let's say someone is listening and they're feeling inspired and they are determined and they are going to create a course. Where do they even begin? Okay, so if you
2: feel excited and it's like, you know what, I could actually do this. I have some ideas for a course. The next step is to choose the type of course that you would want to create. Now, a lot of my students who have never created a course before, they like to start with what I call a workshop course or a mini digital course, which essentially is you creating a two hour workshop, either live or recorded, and you are helping your students get a quick win. They're stuck somewhere and you're saying, here's how to keep moving forward. Here's how to get some quick results. So it's like a quick cash injection for you, but also quick results for them. And it doesn't take a lot of work to get it up and running. So this is sometimes a
0: really cool place to start. Ooh, okay. So... I wanna ask you all about how to do this because I think that this is an amazing place to start. It doesn't feel super overwhelming. You don't have to build out a, a million modules and sales pages and all Price. these things. But I also feel like this is gonna be a lot to cover. So how about we wrap this up with one final question and then tomorrow you are going to walk us through how to create and launch a mini digital course. Cause here's the thing. I'm Perfect. sure people are excited to do this and you guys, we totally plan this. So it's not like, you know, we're just plotting <laughs> by the seat of our pants, but I had so much content for Amy that I sent over the questions and we're like, there is no way that we can do this all <laughs> in one episode. So I said, all right, let's do two parts. So. What are three things that a listener should do in the next 24 hours before they listen to part two, which is going to be all about how to create and launch a mini digital course? Okay, so here's
2: what we're going to do. If we're going to pick back up in 24 hours, right? That's when we're going live with the next ones. Okay, this is what I want you all to do. If you've been thinking about a course and you maybe even have some course ideas, let's get this into action. So to kickstart your digital course journey, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to come to the table with our next session with three course topic ideas. So the way you're going to do that, I'm going to give you actually two strategies to use. All right. Number one is from now until you listen to the next episode, you're going to do a no judgment brainstorm session where you're going to open up your notebook, do it old school style. There's something about pen and paper that gets you more creative. I firmly believe this. Opening up your notebook and you're going to write down every single idea you have for the next 24 hours about a digital course. So you're walking around you're in the kitchen, grab the notebook, no judgment. There are no bad ideas here. Okay. So that's the first thing you're going to do. And then if you want to sit down for 10 minutes and just think of those ideas you've had in the past, like what Jenna did with her five ideas while she was still in corporate, (laughs) take a little time, a focus time to do that as well. The second thing is I want you to think of your own transformation. So I had mentioned this a powerful way to come up with a course topic is to look at your own transformations and think about how you've overcome obstacles or struggles and any area of your life. Also, consider the desires you've had just a few years ago. You've had goals and dreams that you've met those goals and dreams and you've surprised yourself in the process about what you've been able to do. Write those down because those transformations, just like Katrina, could turn out to be a very profitable course. So you're going to do a no judgment brainstorm and you're going to think of your own transformations and desires, things that you've made happen in your own life, and then Come to the table and we'll talk about that mini digital course. Mm.
0: I am ready. I am excited. So get ready, guys. We're dropping a bonus episode tomorrow with Amy Porterfield. We'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Are you amped for part two? I mean, it was so much content. There was no way that we could fit it into one episode. And after we hung up, I was thinking about a million other courses I could create. I mean, Amy literally said, she's like, you could make millions. I could teach people about going gluten-free. I could teach people about switching to all natural products. I could teach people about the five things I did for fertility to help me have a successful pregnancy. There's so many things that life has led me through where I did extensive research and trial and error, and I got myself or others results Man, if this hasn't inspired you or fired you up to really believe that you could start a digital online course making business, I don't know what will, but maybe part two will. Anyways, head to learnfromamy.com. Save your seat at her webinar training. We are packing in so much content. She's revealing so many secrets. I know I want to go on because she's going to be talking about the slides that you have to have in your webinars. Like that stuff fires me up. So I'll see you inside of the training. Again, learnfromamy.com and tune on in to episode number two of this two-part series. And don't forget that homework that she gave you. You have
1: 24 hours. Ready, set, go.